0: And welcome to the latest Science of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Matt Solomon, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Portland. This podcast is brought to you by Hawking Dynamics, the world leader in innovative force plate technology. Hawking Dynamics takes a user-centric approach, featuring a fully customizable cloud-based software that allows users to easily digest and analyze complex force plate data. The technology is constantly evolving, much like an app update for your iPhone. They communicate with users on a daily basis to make their system better. In addition to all of that, they also offer some of the most competitive prices for bilateral force plates on the market, and they're the only force plate company offering a completely wireless system. So if you want to find out more, check out their easy intro to force plate section at www.hawkingdynamics.com forward slash blog. So without further ado, it's time to welcome Sam onto the show. Sam Portland, welcome to the Science of Sport podcast, mate. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to get into this. Me too, me too. It's going to be good. So, short and sharp, who are you and what have you done until now?
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm Sam Portland. I've been working sort of at the elite level uh, for the last 10 years or so. Started off at... um, Wasps worked my way up into the first team where I ran the sports science and rehab stuff there, alongside every coach will know probably everything else in the facility. Um, and then I resigned from my position there in 2015. Then I undertook a position with Ealing Trailfinders, I was there for two and a half years, uh, parted ways with them, and then moved into consultancy. Um, since that time. I mean, I'd always have my own, everyone knows, you know, one job is not un- enough as an SSC coach. So I was always working for myself since the age of about 17, 18, uh, PTing and stuff. And then since I moved to consultancy, uh, Kenya Rugby Sevens, done some work with some GB Bobsleigh, uh, actually a guy that played uh, hockey for uh, Holland, um, uh, NFL players, so I Two off-seasons with Alex Gray, worked with Jack Crawford when he came over from the Titans, um, and now I consult with multiple uh, professional uh, sportsmen, uh, run a mentorship program, which we're going to talk about today. And... I've done some consulting with some, uh, did Burnley Town Premier League Football Club, uh, with shout out to Tom Short, who's a legend. Uh, so that's, that's it,
0: Short and Sharp. That's me. Absolutely excellent, mate. So you're the man to talk to in terms of uh, mentoring, why that's important and uh, how to find a perfect mentor. So first things first, um, what, how important are mentors in your career? I
1: think I think they're incredibly important and that's not me just being biased because if you if you look at what the goal and the idea of a mentor is is essentially it's a guide um and you, you know if people do some good reflection they'll will, they will appreciate people that have mentored them inadvertently um and so so when you think about the questions and the internal conversations that you're always having about the job and your work life balance and and all those sorts of things having someone there to actively listen and ask probing questions can create so much clarity. I mean, I have many mentors of my own, I have my own talk therapist, I have a coach, you know, I surround myself with people that are allowing me to keep operating and, and unload some garbage whenever I need to.
0: So it sounds sounds like it is very important then to make sure that you're on the right path, uh, make sure you're consistently updating your practice, and that's not just in terms of uh, content S&C stuff. Um, But what types of different mentorship are there then? I imagine there's lots of different formal and informal routes. So what, what are the options?
1: Yeah, so when, you know, traditionally you would apply for an internship to kind of get mentored, and internships do get quite a bad rap. Um, and some are good, some are bad. Um, but the, the sort of, you can have the way that I run my mentorship is, you know, I speak to all my coaches every week, deliver uh, lecture content and have like very, very powerful discussions. But then you can also have periodic mentoring. So once a month, um, the idea comes from actually, Uh, psychotherapy where every therapist has to get something called supervision where they you know recap and rehash everything that's been going on and and learn at the same time so there's there are different types but the the best way that I found to keep people uh, moving and moving fast is sort of a bit more of an immersive experience.
0: This podcast is also brought to you by Flex. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity-based training market developed by the team at GymWare. Flex is the only laser-based training system available and it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub 500 dollar category. It's wireless, portable, and it's super user-friendly. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from the competition at flexstronger.com. And what do you mean then by immersive experience so they uh is that like a for example a, a zoom call or is it in the world where we could meet face-to-face does it involve face-to-face contact how does that look
1: yeah so the, how i formalised the program because I'd, I'd done loads of cpd uh before you know hosted seminars and 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 did one-to-one um mentoring um i so how my guys and girls work is they get a uh, lecture presentation every week on a Monday, they have homework to do, and then we... Uh, jump on a call on a Wednesday, and they also have an option to have what we call crisis calls. So, if, if they've just uh, they need to hit the red button, they pick up that phone, and uh, we get to talk them off ledges sometimes.
0: <laughs> important stuff, important stuff, yeah. And uh, how are other mentors doing that? So, if you look at maybe uh, other people in the industry uh, in, a, in a less formal way, um, how might uh, a coach who's let's say in their 40s uh, be mentoring uh, maybe an intern or a young coach? Uh, who's maybe in the early stage of their career but not necessarily with a we're meeting on Monday but in an informal way how might that look
1: yeah so uh, when when you're in you know if you're in the environment and obviously if you're you know cutting your teeth and stuff it's just the small day-to-day conversations that create lots of mentoring you know uh, I remember early in my career had a coach said to me you know it's five o'clock go home and he was you know he's looking after me in, in that way um and and the biggest thing that you know take that example someone who's seasoned in the industry as long as they've continued to grow and develop is to is to allow that young coach to think and speak freely but you want to limit some of the the big mistakes But you need them to, you know, you need to microdose a few failures uh, along the way. But, you know, you want to be able to give them perspective on everything they do because there's too much information out there and they don't have their filters on yet. So you want to provide them with a a springboard to start making their own decisions with a bit more clarity.
0: Um, What might those big failures look like? Is that that stuff you're going to get sacked for or is that just uh, stuff that people are really going to look at you and be like, oh, mate, like we can't go doing that?
1: Yeah. So it's a bit of both, you know, um, because, you know, uh, someone who, you know, a waitress who forgets um, a starter, that's a massive mistake uh, to that, that new waitress. So it's all, there's no kind of like scold standard as you were, but the, the, you know, some of the mistakes about simple things, um, mixing volume and intensity too much, understanding stimulus, understanding what you can actually get and, you know, how much juice is worth the squeeze because, down the road, you, you want to be able to, essentially, with training, the best way to look at it is you want to find the least amount to do to get the best out of it. And if that means skimming back everything to to get the pure transfer of training, then it's perfect. And then you've also got the relationship side of it with, with athletes because you think you're 20, come into a pro setup or something, the athlete that you're going to work with has probably had about 10 S&C coaches throughout their career. What makes you any different? And it's not your knowledge, <clears throat> it's your it's your human interaction, it's what you give to that person. If they know you've got that best interest and if you just talk to them like they're a program card, then you you are never going to get better and, and neither are they. It creates a resentful relationship and that's
0: that's not what it's about. Absolutely fantastic, mate. So <clears throat> uh, just before we move on to the next uh, like topic, what I do mm-hmm. want to ask is what are the small mistakes which you can make because obviously the big ones are big, but what are the little mm. things that you can kind of just, you can get away with as long as you learn from it?
1: Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's like a simple one, you know, if you walk into a club and you've got to remember 40 people's names, there's a few mistakes there. And then, but you know, if you forget someone's name, it, then They're not important to you because and that's a that is a small mistake that you can recover from quite quickly. But then then also just not keeping your house in order and doing too much can be a small mistake as well. And and so, you know, early young coaches in the pro setup will be, you know, forgetting to watch the GPS vests or I used to always go home with the supplement key all the time because um, I had to lock up the supplement cupboard and I used to take it home. Um, and so little things like that. But then also speaking out of turn. You know, passionate coach can be very vocal and sometimes it's about learning when to just listen because that can be a small mistake, you know, the, you know interrupting someone just because of enthusiasm. You know, that's a that's a, another key one,
0: I think. Mate, fantastic. So in terms of the expectations from uh, the mentee, what yep. can they expect when they are being mentored
1: um you know someone to show up is the biggest thing um not to create a uh, kind of like a, a, a circus wheel of, of 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 communication essentially you want someone to show up and listen uh, ask you the 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 right questions uh, back to make you think you know open ended guided conversation is is incredibly powerful. But then also the reason why, um, how many seminars do you go to? And, you know, whilst they're great, does it transfer? You know, we've got to look at transfer of training and certain exercises, but we also have to look at transfer of information to create knowledge that guides wisdom. So in terms of that point of view, it's about how I like the flow that I've managed to put together is that we, we give them lots of information. Then within 48 hours, they've done reflection and action. And then we have conversation. So it creates this, um it, it fulfills a complete learning cycle of feedback feedback, you know?
0: Mate, absolutely excellent. And in terms of things like uh, career progressions, how might that look? If you've got yourself a mentor, maybe you're an intern, for example, uh, mm. you've got yourself a mentor who's uh, head of department, something like that. Um, yeah how might that help you in terms of your career oh massively you know
1: because it's two two simple things like people will hire people they like over someone who's smarter and and so that's that's the the simple thing but then also if if that if that head of department is mentoring well it creates an an really empowered free thinking individual that that then becomes an asset you know you shouldn't have to Prove yourself by the quality of work that you do, you should prove yourself by again you say the same thing by showing up and 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 being um loyal one of the one of the questions I ask people when I bring them onto my team and stuff what's the one thing that you can give me that um I can't teach you loyalty
0: mate that's uh that has a lot of impact as well fantastic yeah. so uh like when people want to get mentored. How do they know how they find the best situation for them? Because that can obviously be really difficult, right? Maybe they, yeah. they look within their organisation, but there's organisational bias. Maybe they look externally. Um, mm. Maybe it's out of budget. How do they know what the the things to look for are in a mentorship? So essentially,
1: the number one you want to um, look for in a mentorship and, and the number one message that I provide, my my programmes stem on the fact that a coach that fails to optimize himself is never going to be able to fully optimize someone else. So it's a completely coach driven program. And, and, and that uh, hopefully hopefully is proving that it's, it's actually placing the coach and the coach needs coach self care into, um, the forefront of your imagination Like you, you know, you're, you're a coach, I'm a coach. How many times do you think about your athletes before you think about yourself? And and so then finding um, finding a program and you know uh, I mean when I exited um, uh, when I left uh, Ealing yeah you know, I spent my last four and a half thousand pounds that I had on a mentor and a coach to to be able to to grow and push again so there has to be some sort of internal lever inside you that that just says I'm terrified I may not have enough money right now. I know this is going to push me through and being able to step over the line, you know, and that space between that, that decision and that internal conversation is where all the magic is done. Um, So, so hopefully that answers that question.
0: (laughs) I think it does for sure. Um, (laughs) And the the last thing that I want to ask you is what is the one thing that you see or do differently, which the rest of the world can learn from?
1: Um, So, Fifty percent of my mentorship is all um, developed around personal development. It's 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 filled with um, deep reflection and not just about um, S&C, you know, because that part's not that important. I mean, it is, but it's not that important when you're trying to develop yourself because you can have all the knowledge in the world, but none of the tools to use it and so what we do is we spend yeah 50 percent of the time uh, reflection gratitude abundant living we do a whole module on self-care you know i get all my guys starting skincare routines um <laughs> to be able to then truly understand and take pride in themselves you know uh, what time you're going to bed what time you're waking up all these sorts of things that that then set this these wheels in motion which is incredibly powerful and how i sort of you know, I always talk to my guys on the call, how I qualify like five or five years ago, I had something quite tragic happen in my life and I started therapy from there. So five years later, you know, all the, the review, the internal work, the, 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 and not to mention with the development of my career in that capacity suits me and serves me per but like perfectly to then start asking these questions. And I hold nothing back. I tell them everything because if you want transparency and honesty, the person that's asking you for that can't hide behind anything.
0: Mate, completely understandable. So in terms of uh, resources then you'd recommend for a uh, deep reflective practice like that, what would you go to as like a, a starter guide? Um,
1: so so one thing I would say is I use something called the, the Mind Journal, which is a guided journal process. And and so uh, power of reflection is, is amazing. But the problem is, is about... Opening that first door because it's daunting, it's scary. You know, you, you'll put yourself off for these conversations in your mind because it's it's a tough place to go sometimes. So, having uh, having a journal in front of you that just says "How do you feel today?" and then you can start writing, and and so that's probably the gold standard that I would go to. But then you've also got to understand what type of reflector are you? Are you verbal? Um, can you talk? Can you can you write? Uh, you know, I'm dyslexic and I, I write slow. My mind moves too fast for some writing. That's why I use talk therapy. So you can um, you can find what fits. But the thing is, again, it's about, I can talk about that space between making that decision is the most important thing. So having just a prompt is is brilliant. But then also having a non-biased prompt is more powerful because if you start, com- excuse me, confiding in an individual that's emotionally attached to you, then they're going to be biased. So you want to be able to disarm and have an unguarded conversation with yourself.
0: Mate, I think that's absolutely fantastic. So Sam, massive thanks for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, short and sharp, but but, yeah, no, it was was absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, Matt.
0: Pleasure's all mine, mate. And short and sharp's the goal, right? Like uh, we didn't didn't hit that 20-minute mark that we were worried about, (laughs) so we're all good.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely
0: fantastic, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. So, once again, a massive thanks to Sam for all of his hard work on today's podcast. I really appreciate it and I'm sure you do at home too. And before you leave, I'd like to point you in the direction of our free to download performance digest issue. That is 19 of the latest sports science articles reviewed by our correct team of experts who critically analyze the study and ensure that you have all of the relevant information to inform your practice. So if you want to save loads of time trawling through all of the different databases to find the latest sports science information, be sure to look in the show notes for the free download copy click the link and you'll have it in your inbox within minutes and the last thing before you leave if you haven't already please hit the subscribe button on whichever sender you're listening to that helps us spread the great word of the podcast and of course bring you the best possible guests in the future so that's it once again a massive thanks from me i'm matt solomon for science to sport and i'll speak to you next time